0: Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm
1: Paige Wesley.
0: And with us we have... Voltron! That's right, it's a thing that'll make sense after you listen to the episode. Yep, uh, yep, yep. This one's a lot of fun, uh, it's also a lot of anger, but it's really interesting and I had a blast. Um, so fucking uh, open yourself up, a, a, a non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage... Uh, throw away all coffee and get ready to blast off to your own planet, cause we're continuing with talking about Brigham Young and the Mormons.
1: Hell yeah, baptize your dad. <laughs> Pull them from regular heaven <laughs> into Mormon Heaven. Let's go. Let's yeah, go.
0: Let's them, go. <laughs> force them to change schools in the middle of the semester, like what happened to me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know you already made Heaven Friends, but we've got another Heaven with fewer eyes. Uh <laughs>
0: uh yeah we've got a great episode for you before we get into it just wanted to let you know you can help us support the show uh, by going to patreon.com slash cult podcast um, and hey we're gonna be at panic fest on april 15th that's right we'll be in fucking kansas city missouri just living it up eating barbecue and so talking barbecue. to and talking to all you beautiful people about some cults we're gonna be at the screenland armor uh in their in their basement room which Paige, tell them about it
1: So we were there last year. So so for those of you who went to Panic Fest last year, you got to see the basement in progress. It is now complete and it looks cool as fucking shit. So that's where both the show and meetups and everything are going to be. Um, I believe we're doing back-to-back Horror Virgin Cult podcasts like we did last year. So we'll probably have one big giant meetup with kind of everybody so we can all see each other um but yeah can't wait to see you guys
0: hell yeah so we'll let you know when there's tickets for that and uh without any further ado let's hop into the show
1: hello hello, Nauvoo.
0: it's where the gungans are from voltron
1: These are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And I'm Armando Torres.
1: And with us, we have a bunch of wives. Like a so b- many wives. <laughs> Lots of wives. But,
0: but clearly, you mean several wives with different partners, correct? No, I do not. Well, oh. I mean, some of
1: them have multiple partners, which is a wild oh. ride. But yeah, no. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, okay. Also, in case you were wondering, racism uh yeah because it's still here there's a lot of it in fact there's gonna be even more next week and a bunch after that so like get used to it within this series not in life it's intolerable (laughs) but like just be prepared that you're going to hear about different kinds of racism every time uh because they spread it around
0: I actually regret to inform you, listener, get ready for it in life also. Because yeah,
1: no, the, uh, unfortunately, yes. There's yes.
0: just a bunch of it out there all the time. So much it's lurking, so much. it's way. It's like a life is like a haunted house that you go through, and every so often it'll just pop up out of like a window where it's just like, Here's a hate crime, and you're like, Oh, yeah. that got me. Yeah. <laughs> Grim, grinning, gross, go out to hate crime, you know, just like yeah, yeah. from behind it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it comes out, when you least expect coffin. it, you're like, Oh, cool, new Kanye interview just dropped, <laughs> and then it gets you. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> it's gonna get you it's gonna get you oh well my whole world is discombobbled because i had to drive through the snow yesterday
0: oh my god in
1: los angeles in los yeah. angeles yeah
0: yeah where did you go through burbank
1: uh that isn't that crazy though no so i i was going to see a, a house mm-hmm. uh just past burbank and then just stayed on the 210 to come home because i live right along that corridor and crested the hill and all of a sudden it was like white there was snow on the freeway yeah. and people had just stopped their fucking cars to take pictures in the middle of the fucking freeway they were just like walking <sighs> around i was like oh my god i hate all of you like yeah, <laughs> what like are you s- doing
0: <laughs> i uh i did not expect us to get actual snow like it's snowing yeah, got up in snow ass snow This doesn't mean anything to anyone not from California, so I preemptively apologize. But like I saw snow in Rialto, I saw snow in Napa, fucking Santa Clarita is snowing right now. It's fucking wild, dude. And like
1: snowing like a couple feet. Yeah, (laughs) it's wild.
0: So what we from cold Podcast are trying to say is global warming. Who? Because yeah, right.
1: It seems pretty cold.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, some people might be out there saying it's actually climate change, and it's weird that we're getting the two polar opposites of extremes in weather. But to them, I say, burr, cold.
1: Further people might argue that the mean temperature is still the same, but they forget that mean is just the center, which means you could still have wild extremes while maintaining the same mean temperature. So mm. you really do have to look at the extremes. Uh, but yeah, so you you encountered no snow.
0: Too no, far south. no, no. So what I'm saying is fucking Greta can go fuck herself because she doesn't know what the <laughs> no, hell she's hey, talking no. about. Fuck her, dude. No. Where is she from? Switzerland or some shit? Sweden?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm Googling to find out.
0: <laughs> She's from fucking Sweden. Sweden. Okay, okay.
1: Sweden.
0: Uh, well, doesn't matter. The thing For is, no. Is Sweden, now, maybe. I, I did not get any snow uh i got hail which was fucking crazy um a ton of rain and then several different warnings on my phone that was like hey it's gonna fucking flood dude yeah
1: flash flood warnings yeah uh
0: one of my coworkers told a harrowing story of trying to go to jack-in-the-box for food and almost basically being swept into a new ocean that was formed in uh, the middle of downtown
1: i had a a similar experience where i went to go get Taco Bell for my husband and Jack in the Box for me because uh-huh. marriage is beautiful. Mm. Uh, and I did not get swept into a new ocean, but uh, people in Los Angeles are bad at driving in weather, just in general, because we don't have a lot of it. Uh, and there was like a four car pileup on Colorado, just like cars <laughs> that like spun out. And I was just like, geez, like slowly driving through the debris to get to my various fast food restaurants.
0: Yeah. Californians are like ants where if you, if you see a trail of us and you put one small crumb, if you change our path, even slightly, we're like, I don't know what to fucking do anymore. Dog. It's wet. viral. Death spiral. It's, it's fucking, it's wet. What do you expect me to do? Just live my life. It's wet outside. And then we crash our cars.
1: Well, and like, We're bad enough with wet... And here's the thing. I grew up in the Bay where it rains all the fucking time. So, like, I drive in rain in my fucking sleep. I never stop driving in the rain. It's fine. But, like, none of these people do.
0: No, They really don't. Southern Californians are like Ben Shapiro where we're like, it's not supposed to be that wet, actually.
1: (laughs) And we're like, Ben, you're wrong.
0: No, Uh, I talked to my wife. She says she never gets wet and neither do the streets (laughs) of Los Angeles. And
1: you know who else confirmed it? Our pool boy. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh no, but like add add snow to that, and people just like short fucking circuit it. <laughs> they mm-hmm. were just like, I don't know what to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, if you uh, if you ever if you're from a place that has actual weather. And you come to California for a winter. My suggestion to you is to go up to uh, a big bear or mm-hmm. some form of mountain where it does snow, so you, that you can watch us stupid Southern Californians as we don't as we don't know how to operate anymore. We have a system crash. Our brain stops working, and I've seen people try to put like more than one layer of snow snow chains on no. because they're like <laughs> it adds more traction, and it's like that doesn't. Tra- that
1: doesn't make any sense. Oh my god! Well, this <sighs> is like we we did uh we did Mithregan on Horror Virgin <laughs> this morning. <laughs> my favorite, uh,
0: my favorite third installment of a movie series that is also the first version. The first of the one, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot wait for Meg Foreign,
1: Meg Foreign, um, and Megan Five, where there's two of them. <laughs>
0: yeah it's five now dog five yeah yeah it's
1: like five it's like five cream uh anyway in the beginning of that movie there's like a car crash in the snow and i was like i lived this earlier this today (laughs) i was like oh were these people my neighbors geez yeah Oh. oh my god
0: but you know who is well equipped to deal with the snow is people who have been spending a lot of time up in utah and where do those people come from but I right su- now ohio
1: yeah okay <laughs> they're fair. all over the place i mean we're, we're not even gonna get to utah in this episode which
0: is we will crazy. eventually get to the we will promised land to,
1: we'll eventually get to second zion because like uh-huh. the first one was missouri so,
0: gotcha know. gotcha
1: Uh, Let me dive into sources before we go anywhere. So we have No Man Knows My History by Fawn Brody. Uh, We have John G. Turner's Brigham Young Pioneer Prophet. We have Leonard J. Arrington's Brigham Young American Moses. And then we have articles on Brigham Young from both the Church of Jesus Christ history page and Joseph Smith papers. A bit of a recap from last week. As you'll remember... Brigham Young grew up a super poor ass farmer child. Youngest of like eight. He got married. He had kids as all good farmers do. Uh, He's a hell of a carpenter. Kind of like Jesus, except not because he's about to get super racist. Mm. Um, And after learning about the Mormon church, he and his wife quickly join up. However, after his wife dies with tuberculosis, he entrusts their children to another mormon family and sets out to join joseph smith in ohio where he is marshalling forces to retake missouri now as you probably remember from our joseph smith episodes they are unsuccessful in <laughs> retaking missouri yeah um it, this was known this expedition is known as zion's camp because joseph smith without actually like Doing any research, just kind of like pointed on a map and sent people out there to look at it, and is like, Missouri is clearly the heavenly kingdom. <laughs> and here's the thing uh-huh. I go to Missouri once a year for Panic Fest. If he tasted their barbecue, I understand.
0: Yeah, but I don't think he did. I think barbecue oh, sauce so. is against the Lord or something. <laughs>
1: It better not be. Heaven has all wonderful things, which means they definitely have burnt ends and links. <laughs> I just can't wait wait to get back to slaps. It's the fucking... It's so good. So good. Anyway. It was unsuccessful. Um, they traveled from Ohio to Missouri, uh, and Missouri basically is like, fuck around and find out, and they indeed find out. And so they come back home to Kirtland, Ohio. Now, if you remember from when we talked about Joseph Smith, Kirtland, Ohio becomes kind of their base and they start to build a temple there, but they also found the Kirtland Security Society there, which is one of those fake banks that I talked about in the last episode where they basically get everyone to pool their money, but then they're borrowing and spending based on that money. So if people ever want to take their money out, There's not liquid cash for them to take that money out because, again, liquid cash, kind of a figment of everyone's imagination at this time. But one thing about Kirtland is they badly needed a contractor and a carpenter to build that temple that everyone's collective money was going toward. And who should they find but Brigham Young? So he starts working on the temple as a carpenter and a glazier or window installer and window maker uh, as he had always done he has tons of experience at this time and he marries his second wife a woman named Mary Ann Angel oh you know I imagine that they met doing some sort of sexy pottery uh-huh. but I oh, no, imagine... wait, that's ghosts not angels it's Never <laughs> no mind. no I'm I imagine
0: wrong. that like he was at a bar or whatever the Mormon equivalent is like a, a literal watering hole and <laughs> and uh looked up from across the bar and uh you know saw like a hot blonde and was like "Mm, okay saw like a redhead and was like ooh ooh and then saw a mythical eight-eyed monster floating in space and she said be not afraid (laughs) i am angel that's the woman for me (laughs) i bet she got eight eyes i wonder what else she got more than one of if you know what i'm saying more
1: eyes more problems hey. hell
0: yeah hell yeah so
1: he marries this giant eight-eyed swirling <laughs> winged creature <laughs> yeah. and they very quickly have another kid so he actually brings his other kids that he left in the care of another mormon family mm-hmm. to live with them he has two kids living at home at this point Um, There are a handful of other entries about other kids, but they are either too old and stay or have already passed away because, you know, it's old times. Um, So he and his wife, if you remember, were married for about eight years because he's literally only in his 30s at this point.
0: Jesus Christ. He's had two families and like five religions at this point.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, So. He brings his whole immediate family there and he starts working on the Kirtland Temple, something that is basically Joseph Smith's money pit. He basically collected everyone's money and he's just sinking it into this temple with no intention of really giving that money back to anybody. Um, So Brigham does a ton of that building, which means he too is kind of conned by Joseph Smith because he doesn't necessarily get paid for a lot of this work, but he still remains pretty loyal to Joseph And definitely loyal to the cause. Because if you'll remember, he starts a chapter back in his hometown Mm -hmm. that is literally like 80% just his extended family. So they are deep in it. The Youngs are Mormon through and through at this point, and nothing's going to change that, not even Joseph Smith. Mm -hmm. But it's this point where people are starting to see the cracks in Joseph Smith's armor. And they see Brigham Young stepping up over and over again. So they're starting to see that Joseph Smith may be conning them out of a ton of money. He's getting kind of erratic. This is when he's starting to kind of get a little bit power-trippy where no one else can have visions, no one else can see anything. It's just me. I'm the guy. The following year, Joseph Smith, seeing how much people like Brigham Young, appoints him as one of the members of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Now, if you remember... The quorum is basically the church's governing body at this time, but it's also the group that said that they saw the plates in a dream mm-hmm. and signed that affidavit.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's the people that <laughs> that sort of corroborate the lie and getting somebody that everyone likes in there means that they'll be more apt to believe it. I kind of see more what's going on here. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Fine. Anyway. Brigham Young is basically Joseph Smith's best boy right now. Mm -hmm. However, Joseph Smith doesn't like for people to be liked as much as Brigham Young is. That is a thing. It is absolutely a cult of personality clash. And Brigham isn't necessarily doing that on purpose. He doesn't have his eyes on taking over the church or anything yet. He's just kind of doing his thing of like, this is what the church needs. I'm going to do it. But people see that seeming honesty and are just like, well, compared to that other guy, like, are we sure Joseph Smith is the guy? So Joseph Smith decides that Brigham Young needs to go on a missionary trip. They send him to Pennsylvania and his home state of New York to find what Joseph Smith calls, quote, the remnants
0: of Joseph. <laughs> Any ideas? I mean, it weirdly sounds like one of two things. One, in real life, it sounds like, hey, I left a bunch of shit at my old apartment and I need you to go pick it up. Right. Two, it sounds like, and this is what I want it to be, but I know it's not, is Joseph Smith actually shed his skin. And there's a second (laughs) Joseph Smith that like exists and lives its whole life and he's going full blade runner <laughs> and taking out it's a
1: clone he
0: left a clone over yeah, there yeah yeah he's taking out second joseph
1: i'm gonna need you to go into the shoe box in my closet ignore all the weed and the condoms and the cut out pictures of boobs but i'm mm-hmm. gonna need you to get there's a clone in there and i need you to kill it before i die um, <laughs> I infinitely should- better story than what is about to happen actually
0: I know what you meant by cutouts, but I thought you meant, for a second, like, huge cardboard cutouts of just tits. Of not w- even the person. Like, you would get, like, a full life-size thing of, like, a, a, a model. stands up like yeah. the
1: ones in, like, a 7-Eleven? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but it's just tits.
1: Just tits. Somebody make those. That'd be fun.
0: <laughs> I got a fat head for my room, but it's just big old titties. They really help with the feng shui.
1: <laughs> what are the ones that they stick on the walls
0: the fat heads that's is what I'm that saying. fat heads okay yeah okay, yeah, okay. yeah, i got a fat head
1: for my room but it's just big old titties that would what rock if did a whole wall of just titties i bet you could get titty wallpaper
0: oh a hundred percent i've been to bars whose like bathrooms are lined with old covers of like playboy but it's like sized down it's just wallpaper i feel like yeah. i could do that do that no problem you
1: could ideas for an apartment see
0: a bar if a bar does it then it's like cool and classy but if i have just a bunch of pictures of tits taped to my wall suddenly i'm weird
1: (laughs) well you're not weird until you bring someone home and you're like see this that's
0: jessica (laughs) (laughs) i love jessica
1: (laughs) a little bit of monica a little bit of angela pamela
0: (laughs) i call this room my mambo my mondo number five
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, thank you for coming. I'm glad we had a good laugh at this. Cause the reality of what happened is worse than you could have ever probably predicted. So Joseph Smith, along with claiming to have been visited by an angel in 1823, Uh, He claims that he was also influenced by two indigenous teachers from the Seneca tribe, uh, a man named Handsome Lake and another man named Red Jacket, and that they were messengers sent to him by the angels, which, by the way, both great names. Mm -hmm. Those are awesome.
0: (laughs) What what, what was Handsome? Handsome Handsome
1: Lake and Red
0: Jacket. Yeah, those are those both. That's good. That rocks.
1: Right. That rocks. Because how handsome do you have to be for them to be like, that's going to be your name.
0: Yeah. And to come out a baby.
1: Yeah. like Or to Oof. come out a baby as Red Jacket to be like, your whole world is going to be defined by a cool ass piece of clothing. Absolutely. Like,
0: that 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 That's easy. But anyone can become Red Jacket. But Handsome Lake, you get a baby in your hands and you're like, Oof, baby, one day you're going to yeah. be breaking hearts.
1: So... Beautiful. Anyway, Joseph Smith claims that the two of them met with him when he was younger to help him shape what would become the Book of Mormon and also claims that in 1823, an indigenous angel visited him to tell him that Native Americans are actually descendants of the Lamanites from the Book of Mormon, or as he called them, and I'm so fucking sorry I even have to say this. This is one of the worst things I've ever had to say on the show. I really hate it. Quote... The red sons of Israel. End oh, quote. Oh, oh. It's bad.
0: Oh, it's bad. My own. Oh. Yeah. It's bad. Jesus. It is
1: really, 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 really bad. Yeah. No, that's. <laughs> Woof. Christ. So Joseph Smith puts forth the doctrine that Native Americans were God's chosen people and they needed to gather them to then bring about the millennial kingdom. Here's the problem. This is why Mormons have tried to align themselves with indigenous peoples and natives Native Americans specifically um, for a long time. The problem is not as equals. Like it's not like, hey, we're on the same team. We're equals. You have a divine right to your land, which is what they tell them multiple times. But we're in it with you. That's not it. The Mormons have a patronistic relationship where they believe that they are meant to lead and guide the Native Americans almost as if they are children into the millennial kingdom. It's really super, super, super gross. It's real bad. This is our our racism corner for this episode. Oh, Uh, (laughs) fun. It's bad. Uh, So Joseph Smith sends Brigham Young out to the Seneca, Wyandot, and Shawnee tribes. And all of those tribes were like, yeah, no, uh-uh. <laughs> like, a handful of people join, but there's no widespread acceptance. The only people that kind of receive them positively is the Delaware people. Um, and this is because by the time they got to the Delaware people, they basically leaned heavy on land back kind of, I guess, buzzwords is what it is, because they have no intention of actually helping them. Um, But they're like, it seems like whenever we talk to Native Americans, the thing they want is their land back. Yeah. Shocker. Who would have thought?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's weird how that works, huh? Weird.
1: Uh, Weird how Manifest Destiny just, like, fucked a bunch of people's shit up. Uh, So they... They they realize that that's kind of the tactic that they want to use with Native Americans, but they fuck up. Because even in being like, you have a divine right to your land, it's your land. Then the Native Americans are like, cool, do you want to help us get it back? And they're like, yes, and then we'll rule it for you. And they're like... Yeah, no, we've met white people before. This is
0: not going to fly. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I refer you to point number one of I want my land back, actually.
1: Yes. Yeah, like fully back. Back. Not with you on it. Yeah. Back. Uh-uh. And this isn't the only time they would do this. Uh, in the 1840s, a few years later, uh, Brigham Young would actually go back again uh, at Joseph Smith's direction To meet with the Sioux, the Potawatomi, the Stockbridge, the Sauk, and the Fox peoples. Um, Some of these people would even travel to the temple in in Nauvoo, once we get to Nauvoo, which is later in this episode, Mm -hmm. to meet with Joseph Smith. But when they did, they had questions, obviously, like, hey, so you said you want to help us get our land back. But we don't want to be ruled by you like what's going on and Joseph Smith said quote direct quote if the Lamanites won't hearken to our council that's the other thing they refuse to call them by any of their tribal names just the Lamanites and the Native Americans are like what are you talking about. No <laughs>
0: like, no, 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 no 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 you're all the same you're the Lamanites.
1: Yeah, he, he does not recognize that there are individual tribes or that, that there's anything different tribe to tribe. Uh-huh. Uh, he calls them all Lamanites. They don't know what that word means because it's made up. Uh, and, but he says, quote, if the Lamanites won't hearken to our counsel, they shall be oppressed and killed until they will do it. So now literally Joseph Smith is like, hey, you're all the same. We don't recognize any differences. We don't really want to help you get your land back. But unless you submit to our rule, we'll kill you. And so the Native Americans are like, so the same as everybody else then? Because like yeah. this I what's the upside for
0: us here? Like this is What a weird fucking take of like, look, we don't see race. We think that you're all inferior to white people.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> what a fucking that's it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Um so, not many of them join. A handful do, but it's mostly just people who are like, I personally vibe with Mormonism, I guess. But largely, the, the Native Americans are like, yeah, sounds like some white people shit. We're going to stay over here. Uh, and they don't join them. Uh, but what happens instead is that Brigham Young actually goes back to visit his family and converts the rest of his family and brings them back to kirtland ohio only to find out that everyone had found out that that bank was fake and is fucking furious and they basically chased joseph smith out of town Hmm. uh, which we covered on the joseph smith episode and as brigham young arrives back they're kind of like you built the fucking temple so like you knew that this was fake brigham young didn't really know this was fake because he remember barely reads Uh, and is not the math guy and wasn't really a part of forming the bank. In fact, a bunch of his money was there too. Um, It's Joseph Smith con men tap dancing around with other people to then run away with their money. Because again, Joseph Smith's whole thing was like, how can I get everyone to work for me so I don't have to do anything and I just have money, right? And so that's,
0: it's pretty actually, uh, It's pretty awesome that even back then they were like, how do I get everyone else to pay for my exorbitant lifestyle and have all of their money and do actually no work? Ooh, banking. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. It's been there since, you know, pretty much since money was invented. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Now I like to think of Joseph Smith as just fucking Matthew McConaughey from The Wolf of Wall Street. Matthew McConaughey is in Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, Matthew McConaughey isn't he the one that tells uh fucking Leonardo to like up his masturbation numbers? He's the one who does like the Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Sorry. It's been a long ass time since I've seen that movie.
0: Yeah, he's like, uh, I, I, I it, it's been a minute since I've seen the movie, but if I'm remembering correctly, he's basically like the spiritual advisor for fucking stock market people, where he like does little bumps of coke, and he's like, oh, how much you jerk off? Nah, rookie <laughs> numbers. I need you to j- fucking jerk those numbers up, baby.
1: I need your dick to be chapped.
0: Yes. I want your hands to be rough. Like, you work as a carpenter because you're going to be handling so much wood. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that's who I'm picturing as Joseph Smith.
1: Awesome. So, they flee to Missouri. Now, if you remember, Missouri fucking hates them. In fact, Missouri, as a state, has declared open season on Mormons. If you remember from our Joseph Smith episode, (laughs) Missouri is basically like, no, you can kill them whenever the fuck you want. Like, you just kill him chase him out whatever you do you won't be in trouble go
0: ahead which is (laughs) so wild (laughs) it's so fucking wild that mormons a group of people who have that religion and fucking bugs bunny have something in common yep and to a lesser extent daffy duck that's true
1: rabbit season duck season Mm -hmm. um but also This means that a bunch of people die, as we covered on the Joseph Smith ones, um, leaving Brigham Young in his 30s. He's like 38 at this time. The oldest member of the quorum, apart from Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith's only a few years older than him. So the handful of people still left around. Joseph Smith appoints them presidency pro tem in Missouri, which means fuck all, because Joseph Smith just hands out titles to make people not leave. Like Joseph Smith is watching people just get fucking obliterated. And he's just like, how do I make sure that the few people who have managed to survive don't abandon me? And this is also the point at which he is um, kind of gathering his own little group of like, I guess, mercenaries (laughs) is kind of the best way to, to put it. Where he's like, we're going to train. We're going to get a ton of guns. But these are still just like farmers who are learning about guns for the first time. And there's only a handful of them. So they keep just getting their shit rocked by just angry Missourians all the time. So this is when Joseph Smith gets arrested for the first time uh, and driven from Missouri. He does escape from that prison. But Missouri is just like, if you come the fuck back, will kill you (laughs) like do not come back
0: here (laughs) especially if like especially if they had you and you escaped prison i feel like even modern day that means you don't go back to missouri look here's the deal all right i got a fucking fix-it ticket in arizona january 2020 and then the fucking apocalypse happened and i went oh i'm not dealing with this shit you can go fuck yourself arizona I don't know if I have a bench warrant out for me now. I just don't go to Arizona and I never will again. And I'm not saying that I'm on par with escaping from a Missouri. You know what? Actually, I am saying that. I'm saying Missouri (laughs) prison in then times is the modern day fix it ticket in Arizona.
1: In Arizona. Yes. I mean, you could be in Independence or Nogales. Not very different. (laughs)
0: I'm never, look, here's the thing, I had family in Nogales, Arizona, and unfortunately, rest in peace, they passed away, I'm never going back to Nogales
1: (laughs) There's not much there No,
0: no, in fact, provably, there's less there since my family passed away
1: Like statistically,
0: yeah, at least there is one less. family
1: member less. Yeah.
0: <laughs> OK, so they're fucking kicked out of Missouri. Missouri tells them to fucking kick rocks.
1: Yeah. Kick rocks or we'll kick your rocks to death Ooh. like that's Yeah. Yeah. They'll kick them to death via their balls. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Just stomping on it I don't like know. Irish dancers. I
0: don't, oh, my God. I don't know why that's so funny to me. You've been sentenced to death because we're going to do a jig <laughs> on, your, on your dick. We're, we're
1: going to go full Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance, between your legs. And we hope you might survive, but probably not. Oh. He's the Lord of the Dance. And his vengeance is swift and click clacky.
0: As, here's the thing: I knew a bunch of Mormons in high school, and a lot of them were on the dance team. So the mercenaries thing is making more sense by this. <laughs> we're gonna do dirty dancing on your dick, and you're gonna die because of it, dude. You know what the spring dance is? Stomp.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I just picture they're like waving lids of trash cans and just aggressively stomping on a guy's nuts. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's great. History's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And remember, some of these shoes, wooden, because it's old times. Oh. Just like the buckets. Oh. Anyway,
0: the buckets were leather.
1: They were leather. They were leather. So during this time, Brigham Young sees other people getting kicked to death via their balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, how about nah So he kind of gathers a huge group of Mormons and then basically forms an exodus. He pulls them out to uh, Nauvoo, Illinois, uh, to basically keep them safe.
0: And for those of you wondering, this is, yes, Naboo from Star Wars. They are the same place. Star Wars takes place in Ohio. It is where the Gungans are from.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, And, you know. (laughs) <laughs> when they were kicking them it was like you got to be using the boom ja like
0: <laughs> didn't it don't the gungans use giant balls for their weapons they too? do they like fling them at you with the and they trigger? weren't
1: ready for the empire's giant foot oh my uh,
0: god or the empire's fucking ball robots there you go there you go oh george oh. george you did it right you got history right for once and i'm proud of you buddy <laughs> i think the anyway. reason it's so funny to me by the way is because i remember being a middle schooler where at any moment a, your best friend could hit you in the nuts and your other friends would be like ha, 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 so funny so <laughs> i think that's why it's hilarious that like that could happen to death
1: i we went to go see houses uh this past weekend, last weekend, and I wore a bunch of my rings and I told my dad, I was like, it's so I can slap other potential buyers with my ring hand if they get in the <laughs> way of what I want. And I was like, or nut tap a realtor if I need to. My dad was like, who are you?
0: <laughs> yeah. So this house is going to be listed at 500,000. Nut tap. Oh, 460. You got me. God. <laughs> no contingencies. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> right in the escrow. Oh
1: right in the escrow anyway so Brigham Young takes all the clone armies to Nauvoo Illinois uh he takes all the Mormons a bunch of them and people at this point are like thank god our nuts were getting fucking wrecked in Missouri yeah Uh, And so they generally like him. They kind of follow him. Joseph Smith is kind of AWOL at this point. He's in and out of prison. He's on the run. He's going back and forth between Ohio and Missouri a bunch of times. So Brigham Young kind of...
0: Seems like a bad idea. I'll say it again. If you escape from a Missouri prison, don't go back to Missouri, dude. It's like the one thing that you shouldn't do anymore. Right.
1: And... He basically at this point represents normalcy where like no one is coming to get them yet. Mm -hmm. It's Illinois. It's not Missouri. It's not Ohio. They have for a brief period of time, about seven years, a calm place to live where they can put down roots. Brigham Young starts building a new temple because, again, he's the contractor and carpenter. And so he establishes what most Mormons at the time believe and perceive to be a safe place to be and they don't view joseph smith as being as safe because every time joseph wants to take them somewhere they get their shit rocked so like this is part of what wins people over for brigham young
0: which is also to me very interesting because you you essentially have somebody that like Okay, Joseph Smith set up the game, right? Was like, here's Mormonism, this is my religion, here are all the lies that I made to make you believe in my bullshit, right? Right. And then Brigham Young doesn't seem like somebody, at least at this point, does not strike me as somebody that was like vying to take over this whole thing. He just sort of played the game so good that he's yeah. now beating the guy who invented the game. And we have seen several times Joseph Smith do what a child playing a game would do, which is invent new rules. Like, hey, go tell the fucking Native Americans that we're going to just keep on doing what people have been doing to them for generations. Uh, right. So that and you give can... them
1: a new name for no good reason. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, he does that. And even still, like, Brigham Young is, again, not defending the guy. I just think it's really interesting that, like... He just played the game better than the guy who invented it and fucked up into leadership.
1: And honestly, I think this is where that happens, because Joseph is kind of gone. Brigham is kind of the de facto leader of this group. He's turned 40, give or take. um, And he starts doing things like he oversees the first baptisms of the dead, which is uh, I don't know if we I don't think we talked about that much on Joseph Smith's episode. But let's talk about it for a second here. Baptisms of the dead are when you as a Mormon can basically posthumously baptize your relatives who weren't Mormon to consider them converted to Mormonism so that they can go to Mormon heaven the mormon version of heaven
0: oh Um, but that means that it's like school when the like campus security office would come into your classroom and be like excuse me mr torres you have to come with me and they would send you to a different classroom what? Okay, look, it's not a perfect metaphor, but it's like that's what I'm expecting. It's like you're living it up in regular heaven or hell. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> or you're on you're on the fucking island from Lost, chilling in purgatory, fucking breathing heavy. You're in the
1: villa from Too Hot to Handle, yeah. and then there's just a bunch of other hot wheels with wings and a ton of eyes around you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. And then somebody comes in and goes, "Oh, sorry, but you got." <laughs> We're transferring you to normal heaven or to, to Mormon heaven, I guess. Uh yeah. you gotta come with us. Bam. There you go. But
1: I like that this heaven has diet coke.
0: Too bad. Too bad. None Too of bad. that anymore. <laughs> you fucked up. And you have to thank for this your great, great, great granddaughter.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Does heaven yeah. does
0: heaven happen all at once? Does it, it doesn't conform to human time, right? oh, do we want
1: to get into this? Do we have time? Yes. Okay. So there are many different beliefs about heaven. Uh, a lot of people believe that heaven is just ongoing all the time, but time works differently up there. So for the people in heaven, there is not a perception of time in the linear way that humans perceive time. And so it kind of seems like it happens all at once. Um when you arrive in heaven, a lot of people believe that you get new bodies, or, or at least younger bodies, to live life, basically the best version of it. Now, some people also believe in purgatory, where people are potentially in waiting in between heaven and earth after they pass away, or there's a version of that in Protestantism that says that nobody goes to heaven until after the apocalypse. Um, where there's like a waiting place for people to wait. But again, time does not function the same. So people don't feel like they wait there for a long time, but they are there. Um, If you ever read C.S. Lewis's, I think it's The Great Divorce. Uh, Yes. So uh, in C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce, he uses buses, like a bus terminal, as an allegory of Ah. like, People arrive the buses arrive everyone's kind of waiting to get on the next bus Um, and that's a pretty common version in Protestantism basically the thinking that like we will all get to heaven someday and to us it will be perceived as almost instantaneous even though that is maybe not the case interesting but a lot of people have a lot of different thoughts on this
0: in my parents great divorce all i got was two thanksgivings so it's not not even two
1: christmases nah
0: nah well i got like one cool christmas and then one with my grandma who's jehovah's witness so not as dope Uh, Uh, (laughs) christmas in Nogales, eh (laughs) yeah it's beautiful um i love watching the dirt fall down into more dirt (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's really. I've always wondered that because it's like, uh, so obviously somebody passes away on earth, right? Let's say there's a married couple, right? One of them yeah. passes away, goes to heaven, uh, They both now, in my mind, if time is moving linear just as it does on Earth, they both could find new loves and then get to heaven. And also, that fucks with my brain. Is like you marry somebody and then you're like, you get to heaven and they're there, and you're like, I actually remarried. I thought that's what you would have wanted, but now we could have like a sick thruple, dude. And look, I'm back in the prime of my life. My 43-year-old body, which is kind of upsetting to me that that was the prime of my life. But you know what? Whatever. Good year for me, I guess.
1: Here's what's really strange. One of, I think for me, the best representation of the version of heaven I was brought up to believe in is in True Blood season. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Season four. Season four. Because, uh... Sookie gets taken to the veil of the fairies and it's kind of like this courtyard and everyone's kind of walking around like I don't know when are you here when did you get here and everyone kind of got there within a couple minutes of each other but she runs into her grandfather in the prime of his life who like disappeared when she was a kid and he hasn't aged a day and she's like how long have you been here and he's like 20 minutes and just doesn't realize he's been gone for years Um, so that's kind of how I think of it I Interesting. guess however Mormons Whole different story. Are you ready? Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. I'm
1: I'm only going to briefly go over this because this is going to factor into the next couple episodes because Brigham Young helps shape this doctrine for sure. So in the Mormon afterlife, the concept of divinity centers around an idea of exaltation or and or eternal progression, basically meaning that Mormons themselves may become gods and goddesses in the afterlife to rule their own heavenly kingdoms, aka planets, have spirit children, spirit spouses, and live in power and glory forever. And again, this is only available to men, but if you are one of the wives, you can attain like higher positions within that planet, um... And that's referred to as, I believe, celestial heaven, where you get to interact with God. Remember, they don't believe in the Trinity, so there's no Holy Spirit or anything like that. It's just God. They also have telestial heaven, which is the lowest of the three degrees of kingdoms of glory in heaven. Um, Basically, this is kind of like smaller planets or people who live within a planet. It's a whole thing. We are going to get to a lot of it they have three levels of of heaven um so
0: <laughs> i just like that you sound like my stone friend trying to describe the plot of a prog rock album <laughs> <laughs> dude, so see? there's like celestial heaven right <laughs> and that's like the lowest form of divinity dude see
1: here's the thing he puts on the dress with the daisies on it and then the other guy writes the poems and then he writes the music To the poems and it's really better If you're on shrooms Dude Uh, if you
0: fucking read the book of Mormon While you play dark side Of the moon they actually (laughs) line Up perfectly dog It's fucking crazy
1: Dark side of the moon is too cool It's more like if you read the book of Mormon While you play Hanson's middle Of nowhere (laughs) Be surprised it kind of lines up In a weird way
0: (laughs) Oh shit okay
1: if you listen to the book of mormon while playing neil diamond's greatest hits (laughs) you'll achieve peak whiteness
0: um (laughs) if you do that i think it's the cheat code for teleporting to utah or ohio or wherever (laughs) the fuck sweet
1: caroline wife 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 (laughs) you can have a planet too for you for you
0: for you. Anyway. Uh, I've got nine wives, bum, bum, Nine bum. whole wives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, that's a perfect segue because uh, <laughs> people like Brigham Young, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joseph Smith shows up in Nauvoo to be like, perfect. You set all this up for me. Great. Now you got to go back to those tribes and see if you can get our our people because they're the Lamanites and we need them. And Brigham Young is like, all right, if you say so. So he does one more round of like, I know, but he sent me back, like whatever, and then comes back. And by the time he comes back, Joseph Smith had just started fucking marrying hella people. Um, And at this point, I think this is where things shift. For Brigham, because Brigham had a couple months and even like a year or two where he was kind of in charge and people looked to him. And I think that got a little alluring to be the guy in charge. And I think to a certain degree, he was like, I'm better at this than Joseph is. So maybe I should be the one in charge. So he gets back. Plural marriage is now a thing. And he didn't want to feel left out. So he proposed to a, a girl named martha brotherton who was 17 years old at the time and had recently arrived from manchester england i want to remind you he is in his early 40s at this point um big problem with that is that martha didn't want to be married yeah (laughs) she was like no thanks Uh, So they locked her in Joseph Smith's office for two days. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Trying to convince her to accept polygamy. And she was just like, no, I'm not having it. Like, I don't want this. And eventually they let her go and she leaves the church entirely. But John C. Bennett, who is a, a former member of the church at this time, who leaves because of plural marriage. He's just like this is fucked up and Joseph Smith might be the villain. So he starts gathering information to try and present as a court case. And so he gets an affidavit from Martha Brotherton. And ultimately he just ends up presenting this to the church to basically be like, yo, Joseph Smith was into some fucked up shit and we can't just let him like lock teenagers in offices. Like that's not okay. Um, So they excommunicate John C. Bennett. They're just like, Absolutely not. That didn't happen. You're lying. They then spend a whole bunch of time discrediting Martha Brotherton and trying to say that, like, she's a hussy. She wanted it. She wanted to be in that office. She, um, you're clearly not. That's what the whole thing was about. Also, and how dare you tempt us into trying to marry you? We already have wives. We don't <laughs> need additional wives because at this point. Joseph Smith and Brigham Young are, like, lockstep into deny, 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 denying that they have multiple wives, denying that plural marriage is a thing, which will be the case literally until Joseph Smith's death. So, like, the people around them know, but Mormons at large don't really know yet.
0: Which is, that's fucking insane. And also... Using the defense of like, uh, mm, we didn't lock her in the office. Do you have any eyewitnesses on this? Did anyone see it happen? And people are just remembering like, oh, didn't this motherfucker like look at plates and didn't show them to anybody else? That's kind of weird how we did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I saw her locked in the office and she was in heat on the floor like a cat. Um, What? (laughs) Like, (laughs) That's the kind of shit that's happening. (laughs) They're just like, she wanted it. She saw that stapler and tape dispenser and was like, I got to get in that office. And then she's just like, actually, no, um, my parents aren't around because I emigrated from England and it's a harsh journey. And then they tried to basically kidnap me. So, like, please don't trust them. Nah, <laughs> so,
0: she's just horny for office supplies.
1: He said she said she wanted to get at all our paper clips.
0: I she do think not. it's it's not very convincing that she did go on to marry Clippy from Microsoft Word.
1: Hey, when it's love, it's love. Yeah, love yeah. is love is love is love.
0: He just, he he saw her down on her look and said, can I help you with that? And they've been together ever since.
1: It looks like you're typing up an affidavit to accuse your <laughs> church leader of sexual assault. Can I help you with that? <laughs> anyway, so Brigham Young, they they excommunicate her from the church as well. Okay. And literally, he turns around and marries another young woman, Lucy Ann Decker, only a few months later. Now, here's the weird thing. She was already married to a guy named William Seeley and and kind of still lived in her own home. Like, she kind of goes back and forth from his house to her actual house. But that doesn't stop her from having seven children with Brigham Young. Oof.
0: Seven. Ooh, God damn. Jesus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that's only one because Brigham Young is actually said to have married more women than anyone else in Nauvoo. Now, here's the thing that you also have to remember. Joseph Smith at one point for the last two years before his death was marrying like one woman a month. So like the fact that Brigham Young outmarries him is crazy. And if you're like, Paige, do you have a list? Of course I do. Let's get into it. Oh, (laughs) no. He marries a relation of Lucy Ann Decker named Clarissa Decker. Then another Clarissa, Clarissa Ross, Emily Dow Partridge, Louisa Beeman, Margaret Maria Alley, Emmeline Free, Margaret Peace, Zena Diatha Huntington. And those women all will eventually travel with him to Utah. They don't have any children until they get to Utah, but also a lot of them were very young. Um, In Nauvoo, But didn't have any children with him Were additional wives Augusta Adams Cobb Susanna Snively Eliza Bowker Ellen A. Rockwood And Naima K.J. Carter Now Eight of his plural marriages in Nauvoo Were Joseph Smith's widows Because we're about to get to Joseph Smith dying Um, So he basically snaps up All of Joseph Smith's Like remaining wives yeah it's it's pretty wild uh so he travels east at this time on a mission to raise funds for the navu temple to complete it because they didn't have a fake bank this time <laughs> yeah you and to complete it, yeah you
0: gotta have a fake bank if you don't what are you even doing home i know that's uh, like, and
1: also a guest house
0: <laughs> yeah you have to end an office for when you have those pesky people who don't want to marry you.
1: Here's the thing. If you're going to be building an, uh, a temple, you want to put in an ADU, Airbnb, that shit, mm-hmm. passive income. You mm-hmm. don't even need a fake bank.
0: Absolutely. That's all you got to do. And by the way, the bar for Airbnbs is so low. <laughs> They're so terrible. Low. They are oh, i was just remembering the one time we stayed at an airbnb that had a sign out front that was like we shoot uh we shoot people that are trespassing on our land with like a bunch of gun signs and i was like <clears throat> i'm actually gonna call them first before we uh get to the place <laughs> where we open the door <laughs> i'm gonna call them from out way out on the road Yeah, yeah yeah make sure that i'm cool to come up
1: oh man anyway so while he's on this trip his six-year-old daughter, Marianne, dies. Uh, lucky for him, he's got like 12 other kids at this point, oh like God. so many. Now, his first wife, also named Marianne, um, now his children, his daughter, Marianne, is from his first marriage. This Marianne, his second wife, is the one who he has a son with, Um But Marianne, for being super cool with all the additional wives, receives something called the Second Anointing, which basically is a ritual that assured them that they would have their own planet, that she and Brigham together would have a planet in the afterlife and rule as their own kind of deities. Um, Perfect timing, because that was just in time for Brigham Young to go on another mission to raise votes for Joseph Smith's presidential campaign because I bet you didn't remember that Joseph Smith ran for president and he did uh, however before he could actually get enough votes together for anything Joseph Smith died uh, if you'll recall he was imprisoned and then for treason to Missouri yeah uh, and they literally raided the prison at night shot his brother uh, and then shot him while he jumped out a window it's wild yeah it was a wild story <laughs> he also recap it on that episode
0: yeah go listen to that episode my favorite part of which is like I, correct me if i'm wrong but he gets shot in the face, falls out a window and goes, oh, I've been shot in the face and I fell out of a window. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it takes him a while and then he dies. Yeah, he gets
1: shot in the face and he's like, help me, God, help me. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. dies. He has time to utter like a full ass sentence.
0: Yeah, the whole story is fucking wild. Go listen to that episode because at one point we revealed that, that he was in prison but still allowed to have his gun.
1: Yes, they still had their guns on them because he gets a couple shots off.
0: God, yeah. Guns are so bad back in the day. Anyway, go listen to that episode. Please continue, Paige.
1: So, um, Joseph Smith dies, Mm -hmm. which precipitates a power struggle within the Mormon church. We cover this a little bit on the Joseph Smith episode as well because his wife, who he had they had not been living together for a long time, she It's debatable how much she knew about plural marriage. People think she did and was just denying it, but she denies that it happens. This is where those affidavits come in, where she's like, he was never plurally married. He would never. He's the only prophet. And that's why my son, his direct son, should rule and run the church. And she and her son do have a branch of the church that branches off. We talked about it in that episode. But most people sided with Brigham Young. Maybe because he was married to most of them. Entirely possible. Um, but he then becomes the first president in first president of the Mormon Church in 1847. Only three years after Joseph Smith's death. And that's where we'll pick up next week.
0: God damn. These fucking Mormons are wild, baby. yeah Mm-hmm. Oh. Jesus. Hey, let me ask you something. Your church sure. leader comes to you and goes, hey, Paige, you're mm. actually fully OK to start marrying other husbands. Are mm. you going to get yourself a couple extra hubbies?
1: I I feel like I, I don't trust just one human to tell me what's right or wrong. Uh-huh. So I would probably hit the books and be like. Is this real? Um, (laughs) But like for argument's sake, let's say it was real. I think I'd have to have a conversation with my husband about how we would
0: go about. Sure. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'm marrying as many husbands as I can. And here's the thing. None of it is based off of love. Instead, I want to form an army of husbands that Mm -hmm. will do everything. You've already got a husband that will take care of all of the needs that you have. Building, Mm -hmm. carpentry, Mm -hmm. fixing stuff, Mm -hmm. loving Mm -hmm. you. Being yes. sweet and being the Very. most handsome man that I <laughs> quite possibly that you know, know in person, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <exactly>. for sure. <laughs> uh, so now you gotta get yourself a sous chef husband. You gotta get yourself honestly. Like my a... current
1: husband's the sous chef
0: husband. There he you cooks go. all the time. Look, okay, I'm saying that you, yeah, you got lucky with Swiss Army husband. All right, I yeah. Oh, you, you, a... you got you a man who can literally
1: do it all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I and he's got one of them corkscrews. <laughs> he does not. But I was just thinking of Swiss Army knife. Oh,
0: you got a duck penis? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not. Life thinking, is like a hurricane. yeah mm-hmm. You're not thinking about people like me who have to go out and marry seven to eight different husbands to get to all to get that. the
1: same return on yeah, your investment. To get my Jake. Yes. Yeah. Can you think oh. of how many shorter, less bearded, less her suit in general men you would have to marry to equal my water band?
0: Oh my God! The best part is that when they all they all like huddle together and they create Jake, but like in Voltron <laughs> like form, like a Voltron form. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god all right oh. let me for anyone listening out there hit us up on uh twitter and instagram which we'll give you here in a second let us know who your your five-person voltron husband is <laughs> i gotta know i gotta know who you're marrying yeah. to make the perfect man uh, that's pretty great <laughs> your five-person voltron husband Uh, I know for a lot of you are going to need a sturdy base. So I suggest as just a suggestion, Henry Cavill as your base that you knock out a lot of it right there.
1: No, I feel like you'd have to a you'd have to fight people for him Mm -hmm. and like respect yourself, girl. You're worth it. You're worth being somebody's first choice. So like, you know, let other people have Henry Cavill and pick. Like, find yourself, just like SZA says, find yourself a big boy for that base and I, then build off of that.
0: Look, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not as a big boy. I love it. And I think that we should respect it and it should become a law. But I'm also saying... <laughs> become a law? <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also saying, <laughs> careful, strong babe If you want to send us who your. uh Five person Voltron husband is you can send it to us on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. You can email it to us at Colt Podcast Show at gmail.com. Uh send it to us as a DM on Instagram at Colt Podcast. And hey, if you want to know what I'm up to, me, Armando, the man, one-fifth of your future Voltron husband. <laughs> uh I <laughs> yeah, very... to have and to hold Trump. <laughs> Also, a solid base. That's all I'm saying. You need that. It's like a human pyramid, but it creates love and affection. I'm uh, just
1: picturing a Captain Planet-style like <laughs> attachment montage. Just like, in sickness, in health.
0: yeah, <laughs> To have it to hold. Oh. Till death do us part. And then we form the giant Voltron the that giant is your husband. sword. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But
0: it's a vibe. Why do all the
1: Voltrons look like white Jason Momoa? Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've got a type. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Twitch, all that good shit. At Mondo does stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O does stuff. All one word. Um, yeah. I got some shows and shit, but just check Instagram. That's where I post about it the most. Thank you. I love you. Good night. Good luck. And goodbye. Mwah.
1: Mwah uh hey everybody it's your girl uh if you want to hear my voice more you could listen to horror virgin and romancing the pod and if you want to hear my brain but not my voice go ahead and listen to ship it's a fan uh i have a roast battle coming up in los angeles march 23rd when tickets go on sale i will post it on instagram uh if you want to go that's where you need to keep track and keep your eyes peeled because last time it sold out and like really fast um then We'll be at Panic Fest for a show on the 15th. We'll post once tickets are available for that. Uh, And then I will be at Cobbs in San Francisco on 420, Roast Battling the Bay Area Roast Battle Champion. So you got a lot of options to to see us do stuff. I'll post tickets when I have them. Uh, Also, I will be in Tokyo uh, from June 1st through the 6th uh, doing multiple shows. I will post those show dates once I have them. Uh, love you so much. Bye.
0: Yeah, and we already gave you those motherfucking uh, show links, but in case you want them again, it's on Instagram at Colt Podcast.
1: Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show.
0: You can send us one of them con fangled fucking emails to Colt Podcast Show at gmail.com.
1: And if you have plates, that show your husband voltron <laughs> you could send them to us at three five wait hold on my brain hurts three seven six five west avenue 40 sweet k number 237 like, like the, the shining los angeles california nine zero zero six five and i'm gonna say don't drink anything you find in that office it's probably roofies oh um, god
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and don't drink the kool-aid
0: Bye. Bye. Yeah. yeah.